Welcome to Podnitocracy, Laura's.com's politics and culture talk show, where we've got more botched jokes than John Kerry can shake a pedantic, humorless stick at. I'm Gavin, along with Galen. Say hello, Galen. Hello. Uh, please feel free to comment us, comment on us or about us at lawrence.com. Email us at poundingthepundit at yahoo.com. And God, please be our friend on MySpace, www.myspace.com backslash punditocracy. You're listening to the last installment of our special coverage of midterms 2006 electioneering boogaloo. Until our wrap-up. Coming after. Yes, yes. Following November 7th elections, that would be the 8th, we hope to have a brand new podcast with analysis and coverage of the hullabaloo the night before, immediately after America flushes its collective electoral toilet. But, but speaking of botched jokes, or humor abortions, as I like to call them, humortions? Maybe? <laughs> A bit jerks? Doesn't work. Yeah, well. no, not quite, not yeah. quite. Senator John Kerry. He's not just content to lose the 2004 elections. <laughs> He's content to lose the 2006 elections for everybody else. And possibly 2008 at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but for those uh, who have mercifully been away from a television or radio or any source of media for the past two days. Or have been able, unable to be found by your Republican neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Again, also mercifully. Here's what happened. John Kerry at a rally for the California Democratic gubernatorial candidate was warming up the crowd with some of that patented Kerry magic of his. And uh, he's trying to do some warm-up shtick, you know, get the, get the crowd energized. So he goes out there like it's, you know, uh, open mic night at the Chuckle Bucket. And he says, uh, I just came from Texas. Where George Bush is from, now he lives in a state of denial. <sighs> but seriously, folks. <laughs> is anyone that maybe he's just like Andy Kaufman asking it? Purposely <laughs> being as horrible as possible. He's so funny, he's not funny. It's, it's meta. Yeah. He's, he, we can't comprehend it. No. But here's what got Carrie in trouble. After that setup about George Bush living in a, living in a state of denial. But we're here to talk about education. But I want to say something before uh, education, if you make the most of it, you study hard, and you do your homework, and you make an effort to be smart, you could do well. If you don't, you get stuck in Iraq. Thus ends the very lame, poorly delivered joke. However, I think any rational person with a small sliver of a sense of humor understands that Kerry was continuing his slams of the president and calling the president stupid for his Iraq policies. On the other hand, the Republicans thinking they could win the entire election back, given their gross incompetence on this single joke, uh, have attempted to run into the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yes, the White House and its surrogates pretending to be too stupid to realize that they were being called stupid become mock indignant of, oh, oh, Senator Kerry is calling our troops stupid. He's implying, as most Democrats already believe, that only the stupid enroll in the army and that only if you have no other choice or if you fluck out of high school, only those people get into the army and then wind up in Iraq. Oh, how dare Senator Kerry, the decorated war veteran. (laughs) How dare 
How dare this elitist Democrat who served in Vietnam we, we, but, but slander the truth. I think the slow boat veterans for truth uh, <laughs> have already, I'm sorry, swift boat. Uh, oh, yeah. You're about as good with it as uh, I, I you actually, carry. That was an accident. I honestly am not. That was just Freudian. It was just part. Freudian. It was. <laughs> uh, they, they disproved that whole heroic thing and the whole be faked getting shot or something. I don't remember exactly. But, but yeah, so Senator Kerry, whom I almost feel bad for, almost. <laughs> um, if he wasn't such an idiot. <laughs> because it's obvious that he wasn't insulting the troops, never his intent. Well, now, they, now all of a sudden, he's being swift-boated on... Actually, the swift-boaters are claiming that he's swift-boating <laughs> the troops. That's what's right, going exactly. on here. And, and so you got... Uh, the swift-boat reach-around, really. Yeah. <laughs> swift-boat circle jerk. <laughs> well, the, the, the great part Filling is... Filling the Mekong Delta with disingenuous jizz. Exactly. Well, the, the great part is that they actually, you know... Not only did his joke get screwed up, but he actually failed to insult the president mm. as the president failed to notice he was being insulted. <laughs> and the punchline, of course, being that when Kerry's grades were released a couple of years ago, his grades were lower than Bush's <laughs> at Yale. Yes. C minus? That minus means a lot. That's true. And George Bush was able to get a C, and that's on top of all of his yeah. cheerleading no duties shit. that he had at Yale. <laughs> if you're a fucking idiot like Bush and you can get a C... <laughs> And by the way, for people who didn't know this, George Bush was a cheerleader yes. at Yale. I'm not making it up. I'm not exaggerating. He was on the pep squad at Yale. He had a big old megaphone. Wore Potato tights. down his pants. <laughs> just like on uh, the USS Abraham Lincoln. Right. Mission just, accomplished was declared. Everyone just imagine that, that uh, not Colin Farrell. Will Ferrell character from Saturday Night Live a few years ago. Imagine the I'll, Colin Farrell character. I'd, I'd like to see want. Colin Farrell do Bush. That'd be kind of funny. He's a talented actor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but so Kerry sticks his foot in his mouth as par for the course of John Kerry. Yeah. And he did something that was, And slowly and deliberately and even boringly. I yeah. mean, he just. He can't even be exciting. But on on top of initially sticking his foot in his mouth with that joke, he continued to slowly devour his leg <laughs> and work his way up to his groin. Because he... immediately after <laughs> people started attacking him for it, I refuse to you know to be slandered in such a way. There's swift boats all over again, and, and I will not apologize. And of course, that just perpetuated the Republican noise machine and continued the story for another six or seven news cycles. So well, after devouring his leg, he just kept going till his head was completely up his ass. <laughs> it was just his neck just sticking out of his mouth, circling around. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, so eventually, Kerry caved, apologized, and is now in seclusion. <laughs> like the Democratic Party has yanked him off of the public stage. He canceled three campaign appearances he was going to make and is now in a cave somewhere, so he can't do any more damage. And uh, thankfully for the Democrats, this has uh, staunched the bleeding, and uh, he's, he's no longer uh, a news story. Now, fortunately, uh, we can talk about how fucked up Iraq is again. <laughs> and that's the other, that's the other kind of uh, double-edged sword that the Republicans were wielding when they were attacking Kerry, is that, yeah, Kerry might have botched a joke about Iraq, but that still refocused the public debate on Iraq, yeah. which is not good for the president or the Republican Party. So is well, and and the president tops it off by coming out immediately after and saying that 
he completely supported Dick Cheney and Rumsfeld, both of whom that even his own party were calling for yeah. them to get rid of. Yeah. And so, yeah, Bush actually, all the good publicity the Republican Party was getting, he immediately slapped down as a Rummy, heck of a job. <laughs> Needed his au pair. <laughs> Wooden spoon. Uh, we talked about how George Bush actually got better grades than John Kerry. And these people aren't stupid. They knew that Kerry wasn't making fun of the troops. And my sort of my favorite example of just how full of bullshit everyone was about this story was Tony Snow, White House press secretary. A reporter asked him, well, you know that he, he was making fun of the president, right? <laughs> and Tony said, oh, well, yeah, you know, well, supposedly there was an us somewhere in that sentence. You know, I've looked at the sentence. I mean, uh, if you don't, you get stuck in Iraq, us? I don't see how that works. I, I, that's no uh, language I've ever... <laughs> and <laughs> and just let, me re- let me reiterate Carrie's botched joke again, just the punchline. If you make the most of it, if you study hard and you do your homework and you make an effort to be smart, you can do well. If you don't, you get stuck in Iraq. Of course, what he meant to say, and actually what was on the prepared notes that he had, which yeah, he released, yeah. was saying, if you don't, you get us stuck in Iraq like the president has done. And that was you know, the more obvious, literal version of a still which, unfunny joke. But, still, that, was, but not only unfunny, it sacrifices delivery, it sacrifices <laughs> speed, it sacrifices timing. It's just, it's not even a joke. Yeah. Again, this is why John Kerry will not be opening up for David Cross in the near future. <laughs> I don't know. David Cross is like tour video where it's all other people not being funny. He might fit on there. <laughs> Although that just serves to show how funny David Cross is. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That's a brilliant move on his part. <laughs> but yes, uh, John Kerry's gaff. Not even gaff, just poor timing, humor-wise, and well, poor timing uh, in general. <laughs> it was sort of the last big dust-up uh, leading up to Tuesday's elections. Yeah, well, now he's apologized, and it turned out Michael J. Fox does have Parkinson's. <laughs> so, what do the Republicans have to run on? They've lost their two major issues: um, taxes. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, Everyone's going to raise taxes. Yes, that's right. Uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi speakership. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, God. <laughs> might be afraid of Nancy. Kennedy is such a jackass. <laughs> no, I just I saw him the other day. I could I flipped by. It was an accident, and just his pure visage gave me shivers. But he was, oh, isn't it kind of scary? I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, all the Republicans. It, um, okay, we've been making fun of John Kerry for his lack of a sense of humor. Yeah. But whatever dearth John Kerry has, the Republicans are, like, so far below the median when it comes yes. to normal functioning <laughs> sense of humor that you saw this joke trotted out over and over again on and Halloween. Have, Here's a kind of spooky Halloween story. A speaker Pelosi. And they have no originality or ability to think for themselves. No, it's which a talking is the scariest point. part. They, they, somebody, like Ken Melman, came up with this stupid-ass joke and sent it out via email, and it was repeated verbatim on every Republican right wing. Still talk being show. repeated by people now. I heard <laughs> yeah. it. I heard it like Halloween's over. <laughs> I overheard it like at a dinner table yesterday. I guess it was yesterday. No, yesterday was the first one, and and there was you know two guys in suits going, oh, you know, it'd be really scary. And you have to understand that Village of the Damned was not just a movie; it's a way of life for some people. <laughs>
we were talking before the show about the shit-eating smirks that yes. has become patented, and I think that whenever also- you see them, think shit-eating it fits yeah. completely. Yeah, Tony Snow, Sean Hannity. Uh, Tom Tomorrow, uh, who does this modern world, does like a spot on version of the Republican conservative shit eating smirk. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. sort of arched eyebrow and condescending grin. <laughs> you liberals. <laughs> you clearly don't have the money. <laughs> oh. oh, you could grovel for some change. That's yeah. so cute. Um, but yeah. I think that smirk actually was handed down from the Republican. It was National a talking Committee. point. It yeah. was like how to move your face. They actually handed out a special Botox injection, which <laughs> freezes it on their faces <laughs> for the rest of the election cycle. <laughs> uh, so, so okay, yeah. Nothing had- endears you like superior heart. You know, superior uh, <laughs> condescending crap. Um, yeah. Okay. So you had Carrie's non-joke and his sniveling apology for his non-joke and then you had rush limbaugh before that thinking it'd be really funny to pick on a cripple oh god Uh, Uh, and and a little background on that michael j fox who has parkinson's disease which is a degenerative disease which uh, attacks your nervous system and actually paralyzes you eventually yeah unless you take your medication And if you take your medication, it gives you uh, convulsions and uh, makes you twitch. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Michael J. Fox is suffering from this. And uh, he is a very, very strong proponent of embryonic stem cell research. Because his life depends on it. Yeah, so you can't blame him. No. And and he's been doing this stem cell activism for a long time for both Republicans and Democrats. He actually cut a campaign commercial for Arlen Specter back in uh, 2002. Mm -hmm. And... He cut a commercial for Clara McCaskill, who's running for the Senate in Missouri against Jim Talent. There's a ballot initiative that would increase state funding for stem cell, embryonic stem cell research in Missouri. So Michael J. Fox did a commercial, did a spot for this proposition and urging people to vote yes. Uh, I think Prop 2 is yeah, what it is. is. And it's uh, uh, actually, just as a side note, probably will pass very narrowly. Yeah, oh, uh, I think it's got, a, it's got a pretty big margin. But Well, uh, the 5248 is what they're, they're uh, yeah, predicting. But anyway, so Michael J. Fox did this ad, and this issue heavily favors Democrats because they're not beholden to whack-job religious right people who think that a blastocyst, which is a collection of a few cells which hasn't even planted on a woman's uterus, therefore can never become a life or a baby. Every blastocyst is sacred. (laughs) These blastocysts, which are in freezers at fertility clinics, that would be destroyed anyway. These blastocysts, uh, which could produce embryos. Wasn't blastocysts a a sequel to Galactica? No, Galaxa, the video game? Uh, Oh, Blastocyst Galactica? No, no. (laughs) There you go, that too. I hear that's really good. It's not not really sci-fi. It's it's political allegory. Yeah, it's Fetuses and starships. See, I was just going for a bad video game reference, but that's even better. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, Michael J. Fox is stumping for stem cell, embryonic stem cell research in Missouri. So he cuts this commercial, which in a way attacks Jim Talent, the Republican candidate for Senate, because Talent has been very ambivalent about where he stands on embryonic stem cell research and has been quoted in the past as saying that he thinks a blastocyst is alive, so he doesn't support it. So Michael J. Fox cuts this ad and he says, you know, unfortunately, Jim Talent doesn't believe that we should research this. So the right wing freaks out 
because they know that this is a very potent issue for Democrats because, you know, it could cure many horrible diseases. So it has a very wide, broad coalition of people, including Nancy Reagan. Yeah, I was about to say, (laughs) you get the real liberals out there like Nancy Reagan. So anyway, yeah, and so the Republicans freak out. And uh, Rush Limbaugh, who is apparently off the reservation on this, nobody really wanted him to do this, but Rush Limbaugh attacks Michael J. Fox. A man who's been suffering from Parkinson's disease for many years. Uh, it is a degenerative disease, and it's not going to get me better for him. So Rush yeah. Limbaugh comes out and says that Michael J. Fox intentionally did not take his medication to exaggerate the effects. Or was acting. Or was acting, because, yeah. you know, he pulled off Alex P. Keaton really well. Fooled Rush Limbaugh back in the 80s, thinking That's that he right. actually was a young Republican. But, yeah, so Rush Limbaugh says, oh, he's fake. Well, the best part is that he has a web camera where he's shooting, and he does this horrible mocking impression. He's just waving his arms around and shaking. Yeah, it's... I'm doing uh, it right now like you people can see me. Trust me, he is. If we had a webcam, we'd use it. (laughs) The the, the wonderful part, uh, the other side, is that on YouTube, you can see that cut to dance music. Oh. Uh, So you should check that out. So, yeah, Limbaugh does this, and he, he, like, viciously mocks Michael J. Fox's symptoms of a disease. (laughs) He's picking on the handicapped kid. Oh, like any bully would do. Right. And, uh, any bully in a small room who can't actually handle other people on his show unless it's pre-scripted would do. <laughs> like the president. Like the president. Uh, who was just on yesterday, I believe, attacking yeah. John Kerry. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, so Rush Limbaugh goes after Michael J. Fox, and this horribly backfires on him because he's picking on a cripple. And, and a beloved one yeah, at that. Yeah, right? who's, who's just trying to do public good yeah. and try to cure diseases. Uh, and so, yeah, that really blew up in Republicans' faces. Then you had the carry thing, which sort of leveled thing that at least stopped the bad news cycle for them for a little bit. But now we're in the final stretch leading up to the elections. Kerry totally spoiled that by actually apologizing eventually. I know. So. What was he thinking? He took the, <laughs> just took the steam out of them. <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah. Hopefully, so, someone will get a picture of Richard Pryor late in life and make fun of that. That can be something because he was kind of liberal. Oh, and actually, on a on a side note, there is a uh, he's black too, by the no, way. Oh, yeah, and that's good. And a burn yeah. victim. Let's, yeah, let's see if we exactly. can find his drug addiction and his burns. Uh, and also beloved, he's the perfect uh, oh, oh, target oh, yeah. for oh, Rush. Yeah. There, speaking of picking on the disabled, there is a Republican candidate for the House called Barbecue yes. in uh, <laughs> Wyoming. <laughs> During a debate, it was a three-way debate with her Democratic challenger and her Libertarian challenger. Her Libertarian challenger, God, I forget which disease he suffered, but anyway, her Libertarian challenger is in a wheelchair. Yeah. I believe he has uh, multiple sclerosis. I think so. Uh, So he's wheelchair-bound. And during the debate, the wheelchair-bound Libertarian opponent brought up the fact that Barbara Cuban has accepted a shitload of money from Tom DeLay. Yes. <laughs> Who, by the by, is indicted. And so after the debate, uh, Cuban admits that she did this. After the debate, she walked over to this man in a wheelchair and said, if you weren't sitting in that chair, I would slap you on your face right now. <laughs> well, we have to realize that Republicans have a long and fervent hatred for people in wheelchairs dating back to their hatred of FDR, FDR. Yep. Uh, which is funny because they don't realize that FDR has, in fact, saved the way of life that they love to uh, use right now, <laughs> as without him, 
capitalism would have crumbled, probably leaving socialism. And our, course, and our country would have collapsed in on it. So. Right. And, and socialism is, of course, communism, which is, of course, totalitarianism. Which they love. Which they love. Except for they hate it when it's possibly communism. So yeah. it all becomes confusing anyway. They hate cripples. <laughs> and the other reason they hate cripples is that they don't like it when Democrats find a, an emotionally manipulative topic that they can exploit. Right. Uh, right. Whereas the Republicans have had the monopoly on that uh, particular strategy dating back to September 11th. Right. And, you know, if you vote for Democrats, everyone you love is going to die in a fiery nuclear well, explosion. This was not fear. This was actually care for another human being, and that's alien yeah. to them anyway. Yo, they, have, yo, they don't know how to react to that. <laughs> <laughs> human com- I mean, human not, compassion drives them I, crazy. I'll have to, you know, Democrats don't know how to deal with that much either. So it has to come from the outside. Yeah, uh, but those are the two little campaign controversies yeah. that happened leading up to Tuesday's elections. And for those who might have forgotten, there are midterm elections Tuesday, November seventh. <laughs> Go vote. Vote. Vote for the one who's not the other guy. Because <laughs> remember. If you don't vote for them, you vote for the other guy. That's true. That's true. And uh, no one wants that. No. Nobody likes the other guy. No. (laughs) But despite the fact that John Kerry took the negative emphasis off of the Republican Party for a day and a half, it's now all back on Iraq. What, what you, you, are I you mean, suggesting there was the third most fatal month there? In the oh, yeah, considering the fact that more than 100 people died in October. Like, was the final considering count 104, 105? Yeah, yeah. considering the fact that, uh, and this didn't give much coverage because of Kerry, the uh, prime minister of Iraq ordered U.S. troops out of Sadr City That's right. because one of our troops has been kidnapped and is mm-hmm. being held hostage there, and so we have set up checkpoints looking for him. In Sadr City. However, the prime minister ordered our troops to leave, and so we abandoned one of our troops in Iraq. Well, it gets better, actually. But remember, Republicans support the troops. That's right. Well, it gets better, actually. The government set up there, the prime minister, who is, in fact, anti-American. Yeah. Uh, well, he has to be. Otherwise, well, he's he shot. But no, I mean, yes. But more than that, he is just in general. He does, he yeah. just, and he has Almatic. severe... Uh, uh, sectarian doubts and things like that he, he doesn't like i think shiites or sunnis or whichever the one he's not he doesn't like I mean, <laughs> but uh, he gets it's more fun than that in trying to set up a bunch of laws they had a, they had to get people together to have a vote two days ago and everyone showed up late and they kept it going for two hours and finally he calls a conference to say well we don't have quorum we're shutting down in this last little you know senator parliament or whatever they call the person is over there i'm forgetting right now uh, comes in, he's like, oh, we have quorum now. The prime minister shouts at him, screams at him to leave, calls him a betrayer, says all these, just like loses loses it completely on national television and won't let them vote now that they have quorum. So that's where the government is uh, in Iraq right now, too. You know what? It looks like we have set up an American-style democracy exactly. over in Iraq. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah, so... Th- that, uh, unfortunately for the Republicans, is back on the front burner of the media. And it's got to be a bloodbath. Minister, that's what they call him. Sorry. <laughs> I, I knew I knew it. <laughs> We're not playing scategories. No, <laughs> no. No blurting things out. You may not be. In my mind, I am. Political Tourette's. <laughs> Assholes. Can't shit. There's actually YouTube, there's a YouTube video out there of a weatherman with Tourette's syndrome. 
It is priceless. Is it? Is it farting preacher priceless? No, nothing's that funny. <laughs> farting. Look up farting preacher on YouTube. <laughs> But okay, but never. There are two great weatherman clips on YouTube. There's the Tourette's weatherman, which is mostly just bizarre. I know we're talking about making fun of people with diseases. And I don't want to say like we're making fun of, but it's funny. Anyway, and there's also the gay weatherman in Florida who starts screaming when he sees a cockroach on the green screen. You know, you know the green screen you yeah, stand in yeah, front yeah. of that has like chroma the graphics. key. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. It <laughs> goes on for like five minutes because he sees a cockroach on the floor. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> <sighs> this is your country. <laughs> and I have a feeling that many Republican candidates will be making that exact same sound on Tuesday night. <laughs> As I was saying, I think Tuesday going to be a bloodbath for republicans uh they're gonna lose control of the house i think everyone has agreed that that's going to happen they're just debating about the margin with which they're going to lose the house and now all of a sudden the senate is definitely in play the six seats they yeah. Need, yeah there 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 were six seats in play now it turns out there are seven seats in play so democrats don't have to run the table on the six seats mm-hmm. they only have to pick up six of the seven that are now in play right this is just running through the ones that the Republicans will lose. <laughs> Pennsylvania. Rick Man on Dog Scat Munch Santorum versus Bob Casey. Santorum uh, has been down in the polls like 15 points all election season. Nothing's he's changing. He's such an ass. <laughs> I know. He's psychotically, virulently anti homo. He equates homosexuality with bestiality and incest. Yes. He thinks they're the same thing. Very much like Scalia. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is just a creepy aside about Rick Santorum, give you sort of an insight. When one of his children died in childbirth, he took the corpse of the child from the hospital, drove it home, and made all of his living children hold and cradle the corpse of his dead child. Wow. (laughs) Rick Santorum, senator from Pennsylvania. Gonna lose. Yeah, he's way behind. Yeah, and there's been a little bit Which of... Is, like, uh, like, he's very, like, oh, well, now he's only 11 points behind. <laughs> well, he's, and his, his new strategy has been to, like, make excuses, which goes over well with the voters anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this, this so-called uh, principled conservative who stands up for what he believes, oh, all this, oh, I don't agree with George Bush. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I rubber stamp him, but I don't... The, the, the thing that really gets me, of course, is that it's almost unheard of. I mean, it's, it's very, very... The, the odds of you losing a Senate seat if you are an incumbent mm. is extremely... Low. With gerrymandering these days, just the power of incumbency, you have yeah. the holy pulpit and the money machine at your back. Exactly. Uh, but the Republicans are so fucked right now, thanks to yeah. Iraq and George Bush, that... There's two seats the Republicans may gain, oddly enough. We'll see if that happens. There's New Jersey, yeah. which uh, from latest polling I've seen, the Democrats actually kind of pulled out of the margin of error, so that's become safer. I can't think of another one that they might lose. There, there were two. I'm trying to remember what the other one was. It, I'm thinking it was like Northern. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, might yeah. get to that. But here's one that it's I one guarantee you that Republicans will lose. Ohio! Senator Mike DeWine versus Sherrod Brown. DeWine's just like this little shriveled gnome <laughs> of a Republican bureaucrat who's like indistinguished in every conceivable way has just been, as we've said, a rubber stamp for George Bush. But spastic and bad at public speaking. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so my and Ohio, by the way, it, like the Republican Party in Ohio. If you think Mike DeWine and the National Republican Party are having problems, the state Ohio party <laughs> is wow. Their gov, their sitting governor Bob Taft is indicted. Yeah, but has not stepped down. Every other major uh, Ohio politician, including Ken Blackwell, who uh, rigged, excuse me, uh, oversaw the elections right, right. for Bush as Secretary of State of Ohio in 04, he's getting his ass kicked in the governor's race. But, but better than that, he's still running and certifying the vote. As it, he's, he's seriously attempting to get his Democratic opponent disqualified in his position yeah. as Secretary of State. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Remember, they think you're stupid. Yeah. And that's basically what this election proves, as if we didn't have other elections proving that. Yeah. yeah. They think the voters are stupid. Yeah. Boo! Vote for us. <laughs> okay, so you at Ohio. Mike DeWine's going down. Uh, Sherrod Brown, actually, is a very good candidate. He's actually, a very pro- like, for a Democrat, a very progressive candidate. Uh, he was a congressperson from mm-hmm. Ohio. Yeah. Believes in a living wage and so on and he's, so forth. He's actually too progressive for the Democrats, who will probably shut him out and keep him a junior. But, but the Republican Party is doing so badly, he's that far ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another one that the Republicans will lose. Rhode Island. Link Chafee versus Sheldon Whitehouse. Lincoln Chafee, often called a rhino, Republican in name only, moderate Republican. However, in a state like Rhode Island, which is like 99.99% registered Democrat, (laughs) being a moderate Republican, still being a bit too Republican, and and he's just turned out to be a sort of a Well, it is a state that was founded in order to have such things as toler- uh, you know, toleration of others who are different than you. That's why it's so small. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Not many people tolerated that. No. <laughs> so, well, actually, the funny part is it was, it was founded so that, you know, on toleration and things like that. Mm-hmm. Unless you were Catholic. <laughs> Damn papists. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't it funny to look back at old bigotry? Yeah, I know. This is old, how stupid it's it is. It's so quaint. The Irish! No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually at that point now with Mexican bigotry. Why are people so scared of Mexicans? I seriously do not understand. They're taking our jobs, the ones you don't want. Well, because everyone's out of a job, except for all the jobs are created so people can have more than one minimum wage job. (laughs) Uh, And so they're broke and they need someone to hate, and they don't realize it's that because the government that is telling them to be afraid of Mexicans is also signing bills to let other companies leave the country and go pay nothing to 14-year-old girls to make things and sell it back. And that's why we need to build a wall. Exactly. Moving on. <laughs> okay, so Pennsylvania, Montana, and Rhode Island, Republicans will lose. Right. It's, it's basically beyond statistical certainty at this point. Uh, barring, But is it beyond Diebold? Diebold, Carl Rove was quoted as, like, say, like somebody asked, well, the math suggests. Oh, God, yeah. The math suggests that Republicans are going to, and he, like, he, you cut off the interviewer. So I, I, I look at 69 polls every day, and I, I have the math. No, he said, you have your math. I, I have, have the math. math. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm, I've never thought of Karl Rove as the, the evil genius. that people, He's just a thug yeah. who's delusional. 
Yeah. He's willing it's to... It's worked for him so far because yeah, he's a bully. Yeah. And and uh, in the Republican Party, he's been able to do well for himself by by being a uh, amoral, ethicless douchebag and uh, just preying on I people's like, fears. I like to point this out whenever he's brought up, is that he was the guy who back in, during the 2000 election came up with the push-pull, the phone calls huh, in North yeah, Carolina yeah. that uh, said... Uh, are you aware? Or now that you know that John McCain has an illegitimate black child, will you still vote for him? That was the man who's been running our country, essentially. Uh, and, of course, this was all helped by the fact that John McCain has an adopted, uh, is it? Indonesian Indonesian, child, that's right. An adopted Indonesian, so slightly darker. Yeah. But it was enough in North Carolina to push it. It's called, it's called miscegenation. <laughs> oh, speaking of that... <laughs> That brings us to Tennessee, uh, <laughs> the other pickup oh, possibility. God. So we can have a racist <laughs> or a sex offender. <laughs> Tennessee. Well, it worked for Bill Clinton. Um, where Arrested Development, where are you now? <laughs> but Tennessee is the other pickup opportunity right now for Democrats. Tennessee, you got Bob. It's an open seat. Uh, you got Bob Corker, the Republican candidate, versus Harold Ford Jr., the Democratic candidate. Just so everyone knows, Harold Ford is black. Yeah, actually, uh, uh, he's he's a he's a mochaccino. <laughs> he's mixed ethnicity, but uh, apparently, according to Bob Corker and the Tennessee Republican Party, one drop rule. Right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So the Republican Party in Tennessee and the Corker campaign have just come out these really bizarre racist in strange ways ads against Harold Ford Jr., one of which Harold Ford Jr. went to a Super Bowl party that was sponsored by Playboy magazine. Right. And so the Republican uh, Senatorial Committee released this ad in Tennessee featuring a bunch of bad actors uh, playing characters who... Yeah, look it up on YouTube. Yeah. They're unbelievably bad, yeah, first but, of all. But, okay, so anyway, the the, the, the Corker is... <laughs> this, yeah, Bob Corker is... The, uh, We'd like to thank John Kerry for that joke. Um, <laughs> is this mic on? Oh, God. But, so in this ad, you have this actress... Who you can't tell if she's wearing any clothes or not because she's shot from the sol- shoulders up and presumably she's wearing like a halter top or something. Yeah, but she looks nude, off, and it's this blonde ditzy character that she's playing. He's saying, "I met Harold at the Playboy party. Call me Harold." Wink, wink. Yeah, wink, wink. Uh, and of course, it didn't take long for people to figure out that that was a not so subtle code that Harold Ford was muddying the purity. <laughs> of well, Tennessee's then, and then Gene Pool. The great part is they send around all the Republican pundits like, oh, I don't see what's racist about that. <laughs> it's like, well, it's in Tennessee. It's going to be which doesn't have you know a very positive record with race relations. <laughs> no, I mean there was like, four race riots there in the seventies. <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah, uh, I mean the city. It's about the size of a stick uh, of chewing yeah, gum. And that but, one, oh. that one, it could be argued again, like John Kerry, just a, a, a joke gone bad. Right. That could be argued. But there's another ad which didn't get as much coverage, which was a radio ad. And this ad featured (laughs) quotes from Harold Ford, African-American, and quotes from Bob Corker. Whenever Bob Corker was speaking, you had this sort of swelling orchestral music behind him. But then when you had quotes from Harold Ford, you had jungle drums playing in the background. Yeah. 
it was it, it's almost like they, they almost sound like if you ever I don't know I'm I'm about thirty and and when I was a kid they had like the old Tarzan movies on before everyone realized how totally offensive they were it's like <laughs> Saturday afternoon and you'd hear like you'd hear it's that sort of drums just before Tarzan would beat up forty little black guys it's that sort of drums <laughs> actually forty little white guys in black guys. yes exactly yeah. it's basically where the Republican Party. Uh, actually, the National Republican Party, since they paid for that TV ad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have that race, which... Uh, well, oh, oh, just as a, because the Republican Party, when they pulled the ad after all this stuff, they then turned back and said, well, it wasn't because of, uh, it wasn't because of the complaints. We still don't think it's racist. We just think the ad has done its job. Yeah. Meaning it's gotten enough coverage, free coverage, so right. it's played over and over again. And the message, the wink-wink is already out there. Exactly. Although, I mean, if you're that much of a racist, you're not going to vote for any Democrat, let alone an African-American Democrat in the first place. So it just seemed to be like a big honking waste of money. Well, not only that, but they outed themselves in horrible, horrible ways. And it just... It just showed the desperation that the Republican Party is in right now. (laughs) They, I mean, the National Party tried those... those copycats of the Lyndon Johnson Daisy ad, the nuclear blast oh, ad yeah, from the yeah. '60s that like sunk Goldwater. Uh, yeah, uh, and so the National Republican Party had their own version of that ad, uh, where this menacing-looking Arab Arabs <laughs> running around in the desert with AK-47. You hear a ticking clock in the background. You had all sorts of quotes from Osama bin Laden and uh, Ayman al-Zawahiri, and uh, of course it ends with a nuclear explosion <laughs> as things must as the tv Basically show Basically implying if you vote for democrats you will die yes as, you know because and bush <laughs> and bush, is, bush has been quoted as saying that uh victory for democrats is a victory for the terrorists oh, no not just once he says it all the time <laughs> i mean uh, that that worked in o2 uh, for worked, no reason, yeah, because everyone was still amped up and uh, from September. Like, worked in '04 uh, because we we're we just invaded Iraq and people are still jittery. <laughs> but now it's just laughable. <laughs> like that 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 spot which they thought was going to be their October surprise, like their death blow. Yeah, nobody paid attention to it. Well, that's because it's it's just stupid. Yeah. So I when mean, that doesn't work, what do they have? Racism. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so a vote for the Democrats is a vote for terrorism, but the Republicans are the ones getting Americans killed right now. Yes. Not to mention, by the way, I just wanted to cover this real quick. They did some fooling around and discovered that probably between 1% and 2.5% of the Iraqi population has died since the beginning of the war. So they love us over there, and after oh, yeah. that's why they welcome us with open arms. So, no, no, you don't, you don't understand. Yeah. There, our troops are dying over there, so they don't have to die over here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really what their argument is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll start an unnecessary war there so that we don't have to fight an unnecessary war. <laughs> But it, it's actually all Bush very worried that he'll end up having a sort of escape from New York situation. In New York, we bombed and have to build a wall there. <laughs> Actually, he'd be probably fine with that, given all the well, Jews yeah. who live in New York. Oh, that well, Bush yeah. is not a big fan of and either. Know, and you know, Bush thinks that he is Snake Plissken. <laughs> he thinks that he is Kurt Russell from. Escape and you know, what? he kind of is. Watch the movie again. Snake Plissken doesn't watch, do much. Yeah, and in if, the you movie watch, at all. if you watch Bush Squint, 
It's because he thinks he's wearing his eye patch. That's right. <laughs> Must be that sort of bad Clint Eastwood impersonation. Exactly. <laughs> when he is a- but our foreign policy is based largely on a John Carpenter escapist action movie from the 80s. Exactly. And one that was not exactly without its satirical edge at the time. No, 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 no. Not at all. Um, so, okay, you got the overt racism in the Tennessee race. Uh, speaking of Virginia yeah. and everybody's favorite, my favorite anyway, Yeah, George Felix Makaka Allen <laughs> versus Jim Webb. This race, we've talked a lot about this race in the past, just because George Allen is just like a, a never-ending gold mine of material. Uh, George Allen, of course, called a man of Indian, an American citizen of Indian descent, Makaka, right, which is a racial slur. He didn't. But the thing is, okay, he's a racist. Yeah, that's horrible. He's also stupid. Dumb. He called a man with a video camera. He looked right into the camera. Yes, he called. <laughs> You can, he's not even a racist smart enough to find someone not videotaping <laughs> uh, it's, it's him. It's not like bigots have been known for their smart. It's a good point, but but some of them have at least some survival skills. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't need them in Virginia. There's good evidence he put a deer head in a black family's mailbox. Severed deer head, black folks' mailbox. So and he's been it's been widely documented that he's he's he said nigger a lot. <laughs> <laughs> in his past. Yeah. And now he said that he's never, ever, ever uttered that word, which is utter horseshit. Everyone said that word at least once. If even, it wasn't like... Even if you were just going mean? through like an <laughs> NWA phase in high school That's or something, right. you've said that word. But no, never said it. Just reading Mark Twain out loud. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, George Allen's uh, full of shit about his racist past. But recently, the the latest scandals, and these are just within the past couple of days, and these are now starting to get airtime in the wake of Carrie slinking off, is that a, a journalist was trying to ask George Allen a question about sealed police records that Allen has. Allen was uh, arrested and charged with something back in the 70s. Right. But the uh, the record is sealed, and nobody knows what it was for. So or why it's sealed, except yeah. for political favors. Yeah. And so uh, this one journalist was asking, and there are rumors out there, uh, it was a spousal abuse is what the charge was. Mm-hmm. And apparently uh, one of the allegations is that he spat on his wife. <laughs> and so this Which journalist... Which honestly just may mean that she became... Between him and the spittoon. It's very true. It's very true. Or he might have flown off into an apoplectic racist rage and (laughs) a bunch of spittle flew out of his mouth. Exactly. You never know. That's why we need to see the record, see what happened. Exactly. But this journalist asked him about it at a recent campaign event. And he granted phrased the question rather indelicate. Basically ran up to him and screamed, Did you spit on your wife? (laughs) Tax. Yeah, very, very much so. The fourth estate. They're, they're as the Daily Show calls them, are valiant vulgarians. That's right. Uh, but anyway, so this guy runs up and asks Alan if he spat on his wife. Alan supporters freak out and just tackle this guy and and almost shove him through a plate glass window, trying to get him out of this hotel. You know, which they have no right to do because they no. don't own the hotel. No. <laughs> Uh, and so, and of course, and again, George Allen, political mastermind, all of this is caught on tape and it's beginning a <laughs> bow. And there's footage of Allen just sort of like turning and walking away and then the, <laughs> not seeing <laughs> it. Yeah. And, but it, not it, seeing it, I <laughs> believe, is, yeah. 
but this, this ties into uh, some of Alan's uh, other allegations in Alan's past. It, it ties in nicely. The fact that this journalist was almost thrown to a plate glass window. Alan's sister wrote a memoir a few years ago <laughs> detailing growing up with young George Felix. And apparently he's had a mean streak no. all his life. Really? Yeah, I know. Yeah. At one point, he actually threw his younger brother through a plate glass window because he wouldn't go to bed. <laughs> and at another point, he dragged his sister, his little sister, up the stairs by her hair. <laughs> Granted, he'd just been watching caveman movies. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't have a deer nearby to yeah, shove no, in her bed. No, to beat her with. Yes. <laughs> Bambi's mom was nowhere yeah. inside. <laughs> Assault with a dead woodland creature's head. That's probably what's in the police file. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. So George Allen, which should have been the... And George Allen was one of the Republican frontrunners for the Republican nominee for president in 2008. Yeah. That's over with. Yeah. Uh, Until next... <laughs> well, anyway... You it, keep turning this around. I, actually, <laughs> I think he's going to win is the saddest part. I don't think he will. You don't think so? I think this is... Uh, Jim Webb, who is his opponent was the former Secretary of the Navy under Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Uh, was a registered Republican, but switched, switched parties so he could run against Allen, who he despises so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jim Webb, uh, on top of being Secretary of the Navy, a uh, distinguished veteran, also a distinguished uh, historical novelist. Yes. And Allen is also in trouble because he tried to make a campaign issue of one of <laughs> Webb's books that he wrote about Vietnam, which is not a pleasant subject. No. <laughs> so Webb wrote a book in which, although I'd, I'd like to see the fuller context of this, apparently there's a quote in there, a passage where a Vietnamese man picks up his young son, his infant son, and starts fellating him. But that's the passage. And Webb, well, Webb says that, that he saw that happen when he was in Vietnam. So it was part of right. his reportage in his book. Unpleasant. Well, fine, and and but, other, other things that were in there apparently are descriptions of, I mean, there was nasty, like, yeah. Like sex. sex, sex, sexy good time stuff. Well, yeah, sexy I mean, bad time stuff. Ca- let, go watch Casualties of War. Come away yeah, laughing at that yeah, one. Yeah, no, yeah. So anyway, yeah. It, it, so not that Webb's actually that great of a guy, but compared to Alan, he just stands out like a shining. Light. I know, he's got a halo around right his head. Uh, but yeah, so you know what would be kind of nice to have like a, a, an author. <laughs> That's kind of cool. He can pick up a pencil. Yeah, he knows he knows how to construct a sentence. You know, he's like not, our president. He's not just being unlike, given it from I'm like John Hove. Forbes Carey. Yeah. <laughs> but so so anyway, yeah, so George Allen took these quotes out of context out of Jim Webb's historical novel about Vietnam and that backfired on Allen. So Allen has not been able to do a single thing right in this campaign. Jim Webb is actually ahead in the polls right now. I think that the Democrats will pick up this seat, which is astounding considering this is Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> and George Allen was basically anointed as re-election, was in fact not spending any time campaigning for a Senate seat, but was focusing on Iowa and New Hampshire. Yeah, but now you know why he wasn't spending time, because when he spends time campaigning, everything goes wrong. Yeah, well, and people get to know him a little better. Yeah. They don't want to vote for him. And they're not going to vote for him. So the bite marks left on their babies. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not from an elderly Vietnamese man filleting them. It's true. That is disturbing imagery. <laughs> oh, but anyway, moving on. Okay, Jim Webb, very um, very descriptive author and <laughs> former Secretary of the Navy, well, I think we will pick this up. Another pickup. This just happened today. This is... 
this is kind of also astounding. Actually, no, this one, Montana. Mm-hmm. Montana. It's Montana. <laughs> Montana has like five people in it, and, you know, they're all quail hunters. <laughs> and, they, all and they all vote for a Republican. Yeah, shooting each other in the yeah, face. Yeah, in the face. Yeah. Uh, but John Tester is running against incumbent Conrad Burns. Mm-hmm. And uh, John Tester's ahead in the polls right now, and the Republican Party has actually pulled funding out of Conrad Burns' campaign because they don't think he can win it. They've also pulled out of Santorum's race. They pulled out of Santorum's race a long time ago. When that happens, when the National Party pulls money out of your race, that means they kind of given up hope on you. Right. Even they think you're going to lose. So Santorum's going to lose. By that measure, Santorum's going to lose. Burns is going to lose. DeWine and Chafee are all going to lose because they've all had funding pulled away from them. By well, they're the taking all this funding into the two uh, the two seats they could win, which I wish I could remember. Right uh, the two seats that they think they can win are Missouri and New Jersey. Right. Uh, not not win. They think that they can hold Missouri, and they think that they might. No, I'm not think, sure what, what more, race you're talking there's about. One they more, think they can pick up. There's one more they think they can pick up, and I had it earlier before we got in front of microphones, and now it's gone. Oh, I'll tell you on Wednesday, whatever. Yeah, is. exactly. We'll, we'll see if Galen's sort of amorphous memory of a race turns out. <laughs> <laughs> I blew all mine studying for my graduate. Yeah. <laughs> See? I'm trying hard and trying to because, be smart. Because Galen is educated, <laughs> and he's making the most of it. Um, and he's, he's studied hard, and he's, he's done his homework, <laughs> uh, and he's not stuck in Iraq. Just limbo. Be sure to tip your waitresses. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. So, okay. The sort of the <laughs> see, it's actually kind of it's it is becoming funny. Just as <laughs> how funny it is. Right? Again, he's on that sort of uh, Andy Kaufman, yeah. and Charlie Kaufman sort of level. Yes, where exactly. It's, it's very cerebral humor. Exactly, exactly. But here's kind of, t- like, kind of like Dane Cook. <laughs> oh God, I hate Dane Cook. Yes, me too. Oh. Uh, uh, Speaking of giant waste of space. Yeah, so who saw Employee of the Month? No one. <laughs> Dane Cook. <laughs> the, the lone touring comedian who doesn't tell jokes. <laughs> and isn't funny. Yeah, there's jokes that he doesn't tell. Maybe, you know, maybe he and Carrie should run on a ticket in 2008. <laughs> They're perfect for one another. Uh, but anyway, back to the Senate races. Uh, the two sort of wild card races. Uh, are Missouri and Arizona. Arizona has just now come onto the radar. The Republicans are freaking out about this one. Um, they're sending a lot of money there. This was thought to be a very safe seat. Uh, John Kyle, the incumbent Republican, versus Jim Peterson, Peterson, P-E-D, Peterson, uh, the Democratic challenger. Democrats are now funneling a lot of money yeah. in there, too, because they think they can win it. And then you got Missouri, which a lot of people think the election is going to hinge on this race. This is sort of going to be the bellwether it's race. Still too close to it's, tell. It's not only is it like within the margin of error, it has been dead even. Yeah, yeah. it's been like forty nine forty nine for like the past two weeks. And the things they're pulling up about each other, the negative ads are just psychotic. Yeah, Michael J. Fox, uh, Hullabaloo yeah. took place but, but there. The things about McCaskill's taxes, which apparently she's got funky taxes because she's a wealthy person. <laughs> But they're not. I mean, they're a make, wealthy they're, politician. They're making shit up that is is not. It's not even unsubstantiated. I mean, it's not even substantiated enough to be unsubstantiated. <laughs> they're just making shit up and hoping it sticks. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, and you have this race, which is getting increasingly nasty because it has been so close. And so much hinges on it. Control of the Senate hinges on this. And, and you've got the the National Republicans freaking out about Missouri and Arizona. I call it a toss-up. I, don't, I really don't know who's going to win this one. Uh, nobody knows who's going to win this one. It's going to come down to the ground game and who can get out the vote the best. <laughs> and everyone. Um, I get I get things from, like, both parties because I'm not – I, I'm not. I'm a registered independent because I hate most politicians, <laughs> uh, and so I, I've gotten both parties are attempting to get me to go to parties and call people on Tuesday because that's totally what I want to do. Oh God, it's it's just like going to the sock hop, and people get calls from me, and it really makes them want to go do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, I, go vote! Yeah, you know, Galen mentioned he was uh, studying for his master. He's getting a master's in motivational speaking. That's right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a master's in demotivational speaking. <laughs> I don't know why you should even vote. Yeah. God, everybody's terrible. Exactly. <laughs> I call people, I'm like, stay home. <laughs> don't, just really, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but despite Galen's best efforts, I think the Democrats <laughs> are going to turn out in large numbers. <laughs> and I, um, I think that, I, I still don't think they're going to, control the senate i think what we're going to have is we got 49 49 plus two independents the two independents being lieberman from uh, <laughs> connecticut and uh jim jeffords uh from vermont uh who's currently uh in the senate as an independent because bush pissed him off yeah he left, he the, left the republican party, party. yeah uh, it, so basically two independents who are in fact republicans yeah actually no that's not true that's not true jeffords is Votes much more often with the Democratic Party. Yeah, you're right. Lieberman that's true. Does. That's true. That's so true. it's kind of a wash. Lieberman <laughs> is is so. God, Lieberman Lieberman's is just so Lieberman. Lieberman. I know. God, you're no so Lieberman. He's just there's no other word for it. No, no. It's kind of like Federline. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like they, there's no other word to describe Kevin Federline other than Federline. <laughs> Federline. Kevin. Yeah. Even Kev. Kev. <laughs> Joe. Joe Mentum. <laughs> Uh, joke <laughs> uh joe mama <laughs> okay but anyway so senate toss up house 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 democrats Pro- will win taken by the dem- yeah uh all the democrats need are 15 seats and they're they're already right now 15 seats that are tainted by various scandals in which <laughs> which is actually- not only mark foley but a whole bunch of other shit too which hasn't been getting a lot of like uh kurt weldon in connecticut uh, excuse me pennsylvania no. like uh he has ties to serbian war criminals <laughs> but they they aren't just doing the i mean the whole abramov thing you know, abramov, yeah. well, i mean but the abramov thing was so normal you need to yeah, what do you expect your serbian war criminals are the way of the future that yeah. is new God bless Kurt Weldon <laughs> for bringing war crimes tribunals into his congressional race. <laughs> but so yeah, there are there are fifteen races right now which are pretty much guaranteed Democrat pickups. Yeah, uh, just because the polls show all of them below the margin of error, and uh, again, the side of Diebold. Yeah, outside of Diebold. Yeah, the, but there, there's a new term now. There's a new term floating around outside of the Diebold margin of error. <laughs> like if you have a large enough lead, which Diebold uh, or uh, other sort of voter suppression techniques, <laughs> when you're outside of that margin, that 2 or 3% margin, well, then. Di- Diebold being a Republican supported 
sporting company uh, refusing to have any paper trail because they make electronic voting machines. Right, they make electronic voting. They refuse to have a paper trail uh, because they say it's not possible. uh, Even though has anybody ever played the lottery? Well, they make ATMs. (laughs) That's what the company does. It's got like Tony. I don't see where us can fit into this yeah, exactly. sentence here. I mean, do you stick it like on top of another word or something? I mean, really, it doesn't make an paper in a machine. I know. Hey. And, and it comes out like two months ago that they're really susceptible to computer viruses. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Although I saw tonight, there's another company, and I forget the name. Diebold isn't just the only incompetent slash biased voting machine manufacturer. There's another company that makes a machine that has a big yellow button on the back of it. And if you press this button, it will let you vote again. Awesome. (laughs) That's, That's... Can can you do it if you're dead? Because that would Especially be that dead. would be the greatest voting machine Carl <laughs> Rove could think of. Uh, but yeah, look forward to all because uh, aside from these 15 races that are like sort of outside of the margin, they're about there are seriously about 70 house races that are competitive right now. Yeah. out of the 435, I yeah, think uh, house seats, there are about 70 races that are which is insane. That's insane. When you factor in gerrymandering and incumbency, the fact yeah, that they're this yeah. like that just shows the discontent aimed at the exactly the incumbent party right now, the Republicans who have had the one party rule for the past uh, six years. And I, I think this is a lesson. I mean, although there's two things going on. First of all, it's a lesson. Don't make it so that the other party can't do anything because then they can't do anything and they can't. Fuck and you can't up. blame anything. You can't them. blame. A, uh, secondly, I think that the Democrats are going to get in there, do nothing, and lose the election in 2008. <laughs> no, no. Remember, we got two more years of Bush, and he's not, he's not pulling out of it's Iraq. And true, as long but as will we be Iraq, desperate enough to go for a loser like Obama or a just horrible power-mongering idiot like uh, John McCain, Clinton, <laughs> Hillary Clinton, or someone who turned the tail on all of their ethics like John McCain? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's still early yet. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I, I like Russ Feingold. Yeah, Russ, but Russ Wesley is, Clark seems nice. Russ is a little, little too Jewish. Little too Jewish for yeah. the South. Yeah. <laughs> little too Jewish. Little too divorced. Unfortunately. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And uh, a little too. Well, he's nothing South. <laughs> he we want you know. Just, <laughs> oh, but yeah, we, we should really talk about the Kansas race. Oh, yes. Is, uh, we are a Lawrence, Kansas-based podcast. We should talk about the Kansas races. Yes. Governor's race. Kathleen Sebelius versus Republican candidate afterthought Mick some guy. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, uh, no, I, I, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. He's trailing by... Sebelius is going to win. He's trailing by triple digits, which is odd. <laughs> yeah. This is Kansas. It should be a cakewalk. But Kathleen Sebelius is not incompetent, so she's going to coast into reelection. She also doesn't do a hell of a lot, so it's fine, too. <laughs> However, she's not uh, wildly corrupt, and she's exactly. not wildly fundamentalist and crazy. So by Kansas standards, she's gold. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I like and Kathleen Sebelius. She's like platinum by Topeka standards. Especially <laughs> with the hair. She's a, she's a platinum fox. <laughs> Well, when the other famous person from Topeka is the yeah, Red Fox, your your shit smells like roses. Exactly. <laughs> well, actually, I think Kansas is interesting because we've got uh, a coalition of, of of 
people from both parties running together. Yeah, Sebelius yeah. is running. The three, part, the three parties in Kansas are Democrats, moderate Republicans, and crazy-ass Republicans. <laughs> and the moderates and the Democrats are running together yeah. for a bunch of people. And, in fact, you have a lot of moderate Republicans who have switched parties this election cycle for state uh, right. state uh, election for the state house and the attorney general's race. <laughs> Paul Morrison, former Republican, uh, attorney general of Johnson County, mm-hmm. running against Phil Klein. Phil Klein. Phil Klein. <laughs> I can Remember not- we were talking about those three parties and the crazy-ass <laughs> yeah. faction? Phil Klein is the poster child for that third party in Kansas. Is to win an election, he points out that he's finally gotten all those names of people who have had abortions that he's been trying to get for years. See? I told you. <laughs> That's great, Phil. You've gone fishing through people's private medical records. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say, I've met Phil, and I still wash my hands to try and get the stench and oil off of them from two years ago. Yeah, Galen actually has a big uh, gray skunk streak in his hair. He scared me yeah, so much. Yeah, he scared him. So yeah. It's like he was struck by a bolt of black lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, in fact, I think his porn name. <laughs> yeah. Because oddly enough, that was the name of the street he grew up on in his first pet. (laughs) (laughs) He lived on Lightning Boulevard. (laughs) His his goldfish's name was Blackie. (laughs) But, okay, so yeah, this this attorney general's race has been really interesting because it's been getting a lot of national attention because Phil Klein is just so... Woo-hoo. Yeah, uh, he's gotten into trouble with uh, <laughs> everyone. It, yeah, and this has just happened today. A former Republican Attorney General of Kansas has come out and asked that the uh, Kansas was it, the Kansas Ethics Commission right. investigate Phil Klein based on this memo of his that was leaked. This memo, uh, which is called his church strategy. Where where he basically just shakes down churches and pastors uh, to get money out of them, which is, you know, that skirts really, really closely and uh, more often than not crosses over the line of election laws and the separation of church and state. And and the great thing is that these churches who have helped him because they're psycho churches— can lose their tax-exempt status, meaning people's religion will be taxed, which is yet another... uh, Yeah, and and Phil Klein has very cynically been putting these churches' tax-exempt status at risk. Yes. And, 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 uh, you know, the the pastors, uh, they're just as complicit as he is, but all the people that go to the church, that's not fair to them. Exactly. And and not only that, uh, as I like to point out in these situations, having studied religion, the separation of church and state is not there to keep religion out of the state. religion from from the state. state, From the corruption... (laughs) Everyone seems to forget that on the Republican side. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So you've had that, and and there's a poll release. I don't think it was very accurate, but the poll showed that Morrison had a 15-point lead on Klein. (laughs) I mean, I don't think – I think that's an outlier, but that's not good news for Phil Klein. And you have to remember, the last time Klein was up for re-election, he came within like one percentage – uh, point of losing to a no-name Democrat. Right. He was actually fairly liberal by Kansas standards. This guy, uh, Biggs was his name, he just, like, filled the, the vacancy on the ballot. I don't think he even did any campaigning. He, he, he did, he did, like, two stops. Yeah, it was... And the, the election was so close that they had to do a recount on it, and Klein only won by 1%. So now you have this very, actually, aggressive, qualified candidate in Paul Morrison just kicking Klein's ass all across the state. And Klein's getting so desperate. He's such a pious man, uh, ethical man that Phil Klein is that he's bringing up sexual harassment charges against Paul Morrison that are 12 years old and that were thrown out of not just state court but federal court. And, and 
Charges were dropped. Yeah, even. charges were dropped. Un- he, like it, nothing. It, this is a non-story. Nothing happened there. He was exonerated completely. Yeah, and I mean, Phil Klein insists on bringing this up. Right. Never and, mind the fact that Phil Klein has two convicted criminals working on staff. Exactly. <laughs> well, and and the fact that he would be convicted if it wasn't for all of his friends on several <laughs> different corruption charges. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is that that gets me about this is that if it were true, it's definitely something to worry about. And that doesn't get discussed. And, and, you know, he was legally exonerated. He wasn't even exonerated. He didn't even go to court. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Klein is so desperate that he brings this up just to try and smear someone. Yeah. And, and under the guise of Because that's piety. what Jesus would do. Right. <laughs> Jesus would admit he's bald, too, <laughs> Phil. Yeah, one of the worst comb-overs in uh, oh, Kansas, man. if not national politics. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, on top of this, like... Klein isn't getting any national help except from these shadowy consortiums of large corporations who enjoy Phil Klein's record as attorney general of coddling corporations and uh, limiting uh, lawsuits against corporations. Helping to destroy family farms also, which Klein's great at. Phil Klein, hero of uh, giant conglomerate agribusiness. Absolutely. And also the National Republicans have put in a lot of money. I think they've kind of deserted Klein. Yeah, that's why they should have. Well, Klein really wanted to be the next Ashcroft and was working hard at it. That's another another last name that should just be a slur. Yeah. Which has been used as one. Ashcroft. Yes. But yeah, Phil Klein going down. And for the Freudian among you, Klein is small in German. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, His wife says that every night. That's right. Uh, but the other, uh, in the, the last race, the last Kansas race I'd like to talk about, because this does sort of play into national politics mm-hmm. again, is the Jim Ryan, Nancy Boyle race, <laughs> yes. which, Ryan. which is one of those seats that should not be competitive for Republicans. However, Jim Ryan is such a blank slate, no nothing, do nothing candidate who has nothing for to run years. on. Yeah. And not only that. Phil, I'm uh, not Phil Klein. <laughs> yeah, I am just slipping out tonight. <laughs> Jim uh, Ryan. Jim, Jim Ryan is an asshole in person. <laughs> Jim Ryan is one of the biggest, most stuck up. Just like if you meet him on a street, he will be an asshole to you, assholes. I know people who have delivered packages to his house, and he was an asshole to them for bringing the package, which was their job. He's an asshole. <laughs> Which makes him perfect for the Kansas Republican Party. Uh, however, he's a fast asshole. He runs. <laughs> Whee! That's what he's been. That's what he's been campaigning on. And like the, what the twelve years he's been in office. Yeah, I was in the Olympics. Uh, a long well, time I, ago. You know, I did kind of well in the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopee! It's, it's not even like a cool athletic sort of background. No. He wasn't a quarterback or anything. He, he was, was in a, track. He was a runner. He was in track. <laughs> Big deal. Run with Ryan. He, he wore hot pants, and occasionally his nipples bled, which is sacrifice. <laughs> and that shows something about his character. <laughs> but anyway, Nancy Boyda, who's never held office before, and in fact protested against the Iraq war, leader, anti-war Democrat in Kansas, mm. is the, a poll is just released today. She's ahead right now. Really? She's ahead. This is released... And, the other thing, this is a Republican poll that oh, got leaked. I see. And a couple there, days ago, I'd heard she wasn't. New, yeah, Republicans have a poll that they took themselves. And if 
if you're Democrat or Republican, you do internal polls that's fun, that are right. funded by your own party, and they always skew towards your party. So if this poll that's supposed to be skewed, and it, I'm sure it is skewed to the Republican, if Nancy Boyd has had two points in this skewed Republican poll, uh, and... And it's evidence that they are concerned about this because uh, Dick Cheney was here a few weeks ago. Right, and right. just confirmed today, the W himself is coming to Topeka to campaign for Jim Ryan. That shows, that shows how desperate they are right now. I wonder what I'm doing that day. <laughs> do I have any rotten produce? Exactly. <laughs> do I need to clean out my fridge? Uh, I've got some Masaman curry that's a little <laughs> over. So, yeah, that shows you how desperate Jim Ryan is that he's bringing in uh, a very unpopular president whose poll numbers are still stuck in the 30s to come campaign for him. Uh, And you had an even less popular vice president who came and did a closed-door, no-media event with him just to raise money, strictly to raise money. Right. Um, Well, the great thing is that that we have a president who's in the low 30s, a vice president who's in the, like, upper teens, and a Congress whose approval rating is 18. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, all adds up to a tidal wave for the Democrats. Well, I think it adds up to, like, 50%. Yeah, which is a tidal wave. <laughs> For a midterm election, uh, okay. that's pretty good. That's not true. 60 friends. Still, that's divided between three people. <laughs> so, But, yeah, uh, Nancy, Nancy Boyd has a very good chance of unseating Jim Ryan, which is just I absurd so. in just, Kansas. And, and conversely, you had Bush and Cheney coming in and stumping for Ryan. The Democratic campaign has been putting money into mm-hmm. putting ads up on behalf of Nancy Boyd, uh, which shows you that they're – kind of bullish about their chances in Kansas, too. So it's going to be a very interesting election in Kansas, I think. I think you're going to have the attorney general swept out. I think you're going to have uh, one of our federal congressional representatives swept out. Well, Kansas has a great egalitarian, you know, union, labor. We're the free state. (laughs) Right. Like a huge past. I just wish there was someone better than the Democrats for them to vote for. If they're going to come around, they should actually come around. It takes time. <laughs> it takes time. You know, you have to have sort of you have to you have to till the fields for a while before they're the methadone. <laughs> they're, the, they're the not as bad as heroin candy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we... Whoa. Wow, we've been talking a long time. Yeah. But real quickly, what doesn't suck for you, Galen? Uh, a couple things. Uh, if you go to YouTube, uh, even though it's now been taken over by Google and they've deleted a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. look up uh, like uh, the California California gubernatorial race, like Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. or what's his name? Angelides. Angelides. Um, and look up Riff Tracks, R-I-F-F-T-R-A-X. And Mike Nelson from Mystery Science Theater has uh, redone an ad for each candidate. Ooh, nice. And it's, it's, he works with their imagery that were on the original ads uh, to point out how fucking bizarre and stupid this <laughs> idea is. Um, so that does not suck. That's fun. Uh, also, Science of Sleep does not suck. It's not a romantic comedy. It's more interesting than that and, uh, and should definitely be watched. I would disagree with you on Science of Sleep. I thought it was kind of dull oh, and I poorly scripted. I liked it a lot. But then I, I kind of like Euro trash films, so. <laughs> Anything else that doesn't suck? Uh, there's a, uh, oh, uh, Regina Spector, the latest and most recently, ins- ta- most recent very talented insane woman with a piano. Mm. Uh, she's coming. She's good. Right. My thing that doesn't suck, I have a couple as well. Ted Haggard. 
name you might not have heard of unless you're an evangelical Christian. Mm. Ted Haggard is the president of the National Association of Evangelicals and was the founder and pastor of a mega church out of Colorado Springs called New Life Church. Uh, he stepped down today after being accused by a male escort <laughs> of taking methamphetamine and having sex with him over the past three years. It just slipped. <laughs> Whoops! I I hadn't heard that. that this, is nice. this is just today. This is just today. Awesome. This is so awesome. You've got okay. So these mega churches, for people who aren't aware, are like one of the major evangelical voting bases for the Republican Party and marketing tool for Mel Gibson films. Yes, yeah, and the Chronicles of Narnia. That's right. And uh, of course, these people, including Ted Haggard, pastor of New Life Church, rabidly anti-gay, not only campaign to outlaw gay marriage, but think that homosexuality is a choice and a sin or a mental disease. So it's just wonderful that a, the president of the National Association of Evangelicals was recently named by Time Magazine, I believe, as one of the top 25 most influential yeah, yeah. religious leaders in the country. <laughs> it's been having sex with a male escort while taking meth for the past three years. That's awesome! You know, there are sane... And like like good people, evangelicals out there, for God's sake, stand up and take back over your denomination. <laughs> and they, I, and again, I'm not. I'm in no way going after no, evangelical no. Just, uh, Christians. Just the people who mega churches are the Walmart of church. Yeah. And there's nothing I love more, or that we here at Punditocracy love more than hypocrisy. Yes, and it's true. this is just a hypocrisy buffet. Yeah, it is. It is. Because uh, not only do you have gay we, we sex, so but you full. have methamphetamine abuse. Like, the last few months, we're getting fat. I know. <laughs> oh, oh God, I've had enough of Mark Foley. Not <laughs> one more bite, please. Oh, oh, Ted Haggard. Okay, I'll have some Ted Haggard. At least the cherry on top. <laughs> yes. So this is just breaking today, and I think this is probably going to further depress the no. Republican base. After Mark Foley, they, like, the Republican evangelicals have kind of recovered from the Mark Foley scandal because it hasn't been in the media for a right. while. But now you got the president, the president like, of the National Association of Evangelicals banging a male prostitute while taking crystal meth. <laughs> he can multitask. You know, I, I feel I, I know that we are probably talking to college kids who are getting stoned while they listen to this podcast on their iPod uh, while biking. But this, don't smoke your iPods, kid. That's right. But I just wonder, you know, if if you if you have family like I do out there, or or you know, friends or whatever that are sort of working class, good, honest, traditional sort of uh, the, the the great American value sort of thing, let remind them that. It's their right and privilege to just burn this shit down sometime. <laughs> burn They've been the betrayed down. They have been betrayed by everyone who pretends to hold it up. Metaphor. In, yeah, in, metaphorically. In, in lieu of the California down. wildfires, we are certain. No, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Literal I'm, I'm arson. Spiritual, yeah. you know, Jesus fire upon yeah, yeah. all of, uh, of. They've been betrayed by the Republicans Flipping who they over thought the, supported the tables in the temple, yeah, man. Just everything. Do it. Exactly. Because. They need to stand up for themselves soon because... You can't serve two masters. Exactly. 
<laughs> oh, but so yeah, that is that is my first thing that doesn't suck. That's, that's good. Wonderful. That's good. Go for it. Just came today. Um, <laughs> just dropped in my lap there like a male prostitute jacked up on methamphetamines. <laughs> <laughs> Which I often have in my lap. It, it gets in the way of my microphone. Galen, yeah. uh, you got to shove them out of the way. Yeah. I've got a ruler. <laughs> but my other thing that doesn't suck democracy. Vote! <laughs> right, Tuesday on the 7th, go vote. Democracy does not suck. It's the one chance to have anyone hear you. Demi- granted, we technically live in a representative republic, but still, it's a, the it's democratic a, it's principles. A dem- it's a democratic republic. It is a democratic republic, and it's awesome. I love this country. Yeah. And, and election times are when we're able to actually express our love of country. Yeah. By throwing bums out. Go vote for someone who will raise the minimum wage and maybe give you a day off on election day so more people can vote. Yes. Oh, speaking of which, if you live in Lawrence, pre-voting, pre-voting's already started, so you can go vote at the courthouse Most now if you want places to. Most places. Yeah. So started. look into that. Oh, yeah. also, I wanted to mention that uh, for those in Lawrence who want to investigate the causes and the candidates further please visit ljworld.com and click on the election 2006 link it's a very comprehensive yeah. uh, compendium of all of the candidates and where they stand and uh, the ballot initiatives and so forth yeah. so remember www.ljworld.com click on the election 2006 link and, wait, and now wait now that they've heard the entire podcast and there are a few of them who are fuming or at least paranoid and hungry You've, uh, you can email us at poundingthepundit at yahoo.com uh, or visit us at uh, the punditocracy that you probably downloaded this from on lawrence.com or our, our, our uh, very lonely MySpace page. <laughs> we so need lonely. friends. <laughs> we need people who aren't just, just our personal friends I, I on just, there. I just want to digitally spoon you. <laughs> I just want to wrap my arms around you. <laughs> <laughs> and once you get to the illustrations on the MySpace, that, <laughs> you'll know even better. What we're talking yeah. about. Oh, but you have been listening to Punditocracy. This has been Galen. Say goodbye. Goodbye. And this has been Gavin. Bye bye. Vote, oh, damn it.